Welcome to another episode of the Free Thinkers Podcast, the show that believes in free speech, original thought, and desire for truth. Hope everyone's having a great week. I want to start off by doing something I always forget to do, and that's to encourage you to go to freethinkerspodcast.com and sign up for text and or email messages, and we'll alert you when we release a new show. We also want to encourage you to sign up and, uh, and subscribe on any podcasting platform that you listen on, whether it's Apple Podcasts, that's the most popular uh, based on our stats, uh, Spotify, Google Podcasts, I don't know, whatever else is out there. But if you do that, that's going to be great because we're going to try to get back into the daily 30-minute show format. And what we're going to do, if we do that, the only way we can do that is just we're not going to be able to do video on that. We're going to try to come one day a week to do a video podcast and then the other time to just be audio only. So it takes a lot of work, production, setup, all that other stuff to make that happen. So I think the frequency is going to help. Um, it's just, it's, it, it takes a lot to get all that stuff done, to edit it, to post on the platforms, to create the graphics, to do all that other stuff. So if you can do us a favor and subscribe on your podcasting platform, that would be great. That way we can get to you on a daily basis with the audio program. Um, it's been a little bit since we came to you again, I have been overseas and then I've been traveling and this, that, and the other, I went to Prague and Budapest and it was a phenomenal and just fascinating trip with my buddy Kevin. I'm gonna show you real quick. Here's a little. Here's some photos right here. If you're watching, um, if you're watching on the video, this is some videos from Prague. I'm telling you, the castles they have over there. This is a place you have to see with your own eyes. I took all these with my iPhone. I mean, it was just absolutely incredible. It's it's just it's just phenomenal, fascinating. I can't I can't. I can't describe it, put it in words. Um, you just have to go. If you get a chance to go to any place in Europe, I would suggest Prague being one of them. That place was absolutely awesome. So there's a lot of really cool, um, it's my buddy Kevin. Um, yeah, man, great place. Great place. Fascinating architecture, just the history. We were, we were driving into town and our driver grew up there and was talking to us about the, so this is the new city. This was built in the 1300s. So I'm pretty sure the sheets that we were sleeping on was older than our country, but um, it was, it, it was a great, great time. Then flew back. I had an amazing opportunity to fly straight direct back from Frankfurt to Tampa and got in kind of late Sunday night. And then Monday morning had to get up at 4 a.m. and be on the road at 5 to go down to South Florida for a week long of shoots. And I tried to do a podcast, as a matter of fact, in the truck. And I think it picked up the wrong mic because all you heard was engine and road noise. It was a really good podcast. But anyway, I'm going to try to get that set up too because I'm on the road so much. And that was really cool. That was neat to just be able to just drive and talk and and uh, watch the sunset come up. It was it was pretty early in the morning. It was just a beautiful, gorgeous day. So anyway, that's the goal. That's what we're trying to do. And if it's just me, it's just me. If Meme Joe can join me, that's fine. On the weekly, we're going to try to get some guests in here. We have a couple uh, kind of lined up. Dale Watson, John Gordon, 
um, just a, a, a few others that we're going to have on here. So that's the goal. That's the kind of the schedule is just to try to do something in the mornings and release that to you guys on a daily basis. And then Wednesday is going to be our day to uh, to have our, our kind of main video type platform and show. So anyway, with all that being said, really encourage you to sign up. And, uh, and, and that way you'll be alerted once we release it. I mean, the, uh, like I, when I, when I put that on anchor, it, it distributes it out to all the podcasting platforms. And of course I subscribe on Apple podcasts and comes right to my phone. So it's great. It's free. That is free. Doesn't cost you a dime. I want to get into a few little stories here tonight and just talk about one of the things that I'm. I think we're so kind of inundated. The Biden administration came out and said that on May 11th, they were going to end all the emergency COVID type type things. I don't, I'll be surprised if, if, if that ever happens, to be honest with you. But I wanted to tell, I just kind of wanted to show you that I know I think we're getting a little bit in our comfort zone. I don't think COVID's over. And there was something from the, um, the World Health Organization that I want to play this clip for because they just said it the other day that COVID is not over. Listen to this. As you know, on Friday, the emergency committee met to consider whether that remains the case. The committee has advised me that, in its view, COVID-19 remains a global health emergency. And I agree. Remains a global health emergency, and he agrees. So there was something that happened. I mentioned it a couple times. I just kind of wanted to give a little bit more credence to this because this is something that I read back in uh, November. G20 leaders agree to global vaccination passport system. Where will it end? And it talked about when they met in Indonesia, they drafted and signed a declaration in which the 20 countries agreed to adopt vaccine passports with a purported goal to promote global travel and tourism. There's nothing that promotes global travel and tourism by making you get a shot that has uh, taken the lives of hundreds of thousands, if not millions of people. Uh, the impact would be vast because the G20 countries comprise of more than two thirds of the world's population. It has been proposed that this digital health certificate would adhere to World Health Organization standards, which we know the World Health Organization is a privately funded organization. The primary donor is the Bill and uh, what used to be Melinda Gates Foundation. Under the proposal, only if a person has been vaccinated or tested according to those standards would they be able to travel internationally. Vaccine passports and tracking apps are all about collecting data and control. Liberty Council founder and chairman Matt Staver said in a press release, the vaccine passport is being promoted worldwide to limit a person's ability to leave home, work, shop, dine, travel, attend a public event, or even worship. COVID is being used to advance this dangerous threat to freedom. We must never accept vaccine passports or tracking apps as the new normal. The implications for freedom are significant. I agree. That's something I wanted to bring to y'all. And this is the guy in Indonesia talking about it. This is a this is a clip I want to play because I think it's important to hear from their words what they're trying to do with this. So let's have a digital health certificate acknowledged by WHO. If you have been vaccinated or tested properly, then you can move around. 
So for the next pandemic, instead of stopping the movement of the people 100%, which clock the economy globally, you know, you can still provide some movement of the people. Indonesia has achieved, G20 country has agreed to have this digital certificate using WHO standard, and we will submit into the next the, uh, World Health Assembly in Geneva as the revision to international health regulation. So hopefully for the next pandemic, we can still see some movement of the people, some movement of the goods, and movement of the economy. How about we take no movement at all? How about we say something wrong with that idea? What does it take to have movement of the people? A heartbeat. You have to have a heartbeat to be able to move around. By forcing this experimental mRNA gene editing therapy that's proven to have killed based on VAERS data, all these other data, you see the the death of athletes is up 1,700%. No, no, no. We got to push back on this. And I don't think we can take this lightly. We have to know what's going on. We have to know that this is what they're, they're pushing. And they said, notice what he said, for the next pandemic. They've already have the next pandemic in place. They've, they've, they've got it going. They just ran another simulation like they did before with COVID. They just ran another one with another virus. Imagine that. No, you can't do this. You can't let them have this. You've got to push back. You've got to be educated, knowledgeable on this. And again, like I said, don't trust what, what, what I say. Don't trust what we say. Do your own research. These articles will be there. These videos will be there. Go to freethinkerspodcast.com. You can see the show notes for every single show. And that's why we put those up, because we want you to educate yourself. We believe education is the number one catalyst into moving the, the flame of freedom forward, because we've just had the tyrannical overreach of globalism and world governments like we've never seen before. And they just had a new Gallup poll that came out the other day, and it said that 20 percent of the people out of this poll there were a bunch of other stuff but it basically said between 20 and 30 percent of the people see government as the main problem which is which is high because every other thing was in the in the in the low teens if if not lower so that number has risen by 12 percent in a year people are their, their eyes are being open to what is going on government is the main problem and I've said it again and again and again, whatever government tells me to do, I'll do the exact opposite. Do not trust government. Do not trust authority. Do what Reagan says. If you, if you are going to ever trust, you have to verify. And I, I just, that's something that is driving me crazy. As far as when I went overseas, there were no mask mandates. There were, I mean, there were people that were wearing the mask. I thought these two ladies behind me were going to be dead by the time we got back to Tampa because they wore these masks the entire time. You're talking about the fuselage pressurized at 10,000 feet. So your oxygen's already low. And these poor ladies are over there back and just, you know, breathing through this. You want to say something, but you're like, you know what? I just don't know. I just don't know if there's a, even a chance to say anything. I don't even know what, what it would do for them. But, um, but yeah, I mean, we just, just know COVID's not over. The pandemic's not over. Uh, 
and the idea that they have as a control mechanism to keep you locked down and to keep you on the on the payroll of big corporate you know big corporations is not over as a matter of fact there's only five countries in the world that make you get or show your vaccine proof before you can get into that country i think they're like pakistan indonesia you know, cover these little countries and then the United States. So the, the passport control line was incredible. Cause I mean, as far as a U.S. citizen, I don't have to show proof of vaccine or anything like that to get back into the country. But if you're a foreigner, you do, which I think is absolutely despicable. But what it is, it's the government doing the bidding of the pharmaceutical companies to ensure to come to America, you have to pay them their, their, their fee which is that that pharmaceutical cost to get the the injection. So hopefully in May they're going to drop that. If you have stayed out of this country because of that and now now we welcome you with open arms because that's just absolutely asinine. There was a couple of people I, I saw that they're like I can't wait for this to to be to be dropped. I agree. I think it's I think it's the stupidest thing we've ever seen as far as this whole this, you know, the whole thing back when I was on Twitter, I guarantee, I, I want to say it was when the, within the first week or two of the COVID thing coming out, we just heard of it and I have a screenshot of it in the tweet I released. It says the greatest, this is going to be the greatest overreaction in the history of, of mankind. That was that age really well, that age really well. You could see the writing on the wall. You could see what was going on and as far as the reactions and all this other stuff to it. And, um, it's still going, it's still going. They're gonna try to, I mean, they've made trillions of dollars as far as transfer of wealth. And, um, it's, it's one of those things that I want you to be clear and understand what's going on and who the players are and what's, and, and what's happening. And so, that's why I wanted to bring that up. I know that article is from November, but G20 leaders agree to a global passport for the next pandemic. Just know that's in the plan. Just know that's what they want to do. Speaking of crazy, um, let's talk about Donald Trump for a minute here. Donald Trump takes aim at Ron DeSantis in his first major campaign swing, says he's trying to re- rewrite history on his COVID-19 record. Former President Donald Trump took aim at Ron DeSantis Saturday, claiming the Florida governor and his team are trying to rewrite history regarding their COVID-19 pandemic response and called the potential presidential run by his GOP rivalry very disloyal. There are Republican governors that did not want to close their states, Trump told reporters while aboard his plane. Florida was closed for a long period of time. Well, you know what? I know this can be very popular and I'm saying that sarcastically, is there is a 0% chance that I'd vote for Donald Trump. Again, I voted for him twice, and I don't regret it. I've donated to his campaign. I bought swag. I've lost friends over him because of my support. I've attended rallies. Um, I've attended campaign events. I've been a huge Trump supporter in the past. 
I officially got off the Trump train. And I'll tell you the moment I actually did is when Trump was pretty good until COVID. Post-COVID, the, the wheels came off and I just didn't want to ride that thing anymore. When he gave the $2 trillion stimulus, I texted Buddy and said, I'm, I'm over this guy. I, you should not inject money into the economy like that. I was 100% against it. Still am. Because what, what have we done now? We've, we've created three, four, five more trillion dollars. We've just printed out of thin air, which is robbing wealth from us. The store of wealth that we have is diluting it and it's stealing from us is what it, it, essentially it's doing. It's stealing from everybody that has any kind of store of value or wealth. Then he gave the keys to the kingdom to Fauci and Burks, let them run roughshod over everything, let them get up there from the White House podium and proclaim bold-faced lies, and he supported that, gets up there and spins up a, quote, vaccine, which we know it's not, Put and, and continues to push that narrative, continues to push the fact that he saved 100 million lives, which is a complete and utter and bold-faced lie because the, the, the shot actually has negative efficacy, and I'll, I'll read you some stats on that. Gets up just a little bit ago and compliments Lindsey Graham as a great supporter. Lindsey Graham's one of the biggest turncoats in the Republican Party. Trump just has terrible, terrible instincts and decision-making skills. He surrounds himself with some of the worst people on earth, like Jared Kushner, one of the worst people around, just an awful, not only awful statistician, an awful human being, just a bad person. Look at how many people Trump had to fight with that he nominated in cabinet positions, that when they left on bad terms, here he is now attacking them. How many Obama holdovers did Trump keep in the administration who ended up sabotaging him? The guy is terrible judgment. The guy, as far as if you can pick up, pick up worse person that surrounds himself with bad advisors than Trump, I'll wait because there's not. Trump is the king of getting bad people to advise him. I don't even want to go back, but I'm going to say what he did with bump stocks and all this other stuff as far as with the Second Amendment. Horrible. Horrible. And then now what he's trying to do to go after Ron DeSantis? Are you kidding me? Going after Ron DeSantis about his stance on COVID-19? Okay, so, let, so, so, so let's just back up and take this as is, right? You're the governor of one of the most populous states with one of the top, if not the most elderly populations around, which we knew up at the beginning that the elderly was among the most vulnerable. Now, we didn't know much about this back in the day. I never agreed with lockdowns masks or anything like that. I thought it should have been up to personal opinion and personal choice. If you feel you're unhealthy, if you feel you're vulnerable, if you feel 
you had a comorbidity or anything like that, take precautions. Those that did not fear that, those that did not feel they had any need to do that, those that looked into natural supplementation, exercise, that kind of thing, go out and take your chances. You know what? You'll probably get it, but you've got a 99.98% chance of surviving this thing. But you're the governor of the most populous state with a elderly population. You hear the lies and the propaganda from the White House, from the Trump White House podium by the people that Trump allowed to be there to say the lies that he allowed them to say. And you're going to probably take some precautions based upon the original faulty information, which means lockdowns, the slow, the spread, all this other stuff. Okay. I mean, you can't, you can't blame somebody for that because if you don't and all these elderly people die, there's blood in your hands and it's just, it's, it's going to be a disaster. So DeSantis did do the lockdowns, close beaches, bars, schools, that kind of thing for a little bit. Again, I didn't agree with it. I, it didn't change my life whatsoever. I still went to work every day. I didn't wear a mask. I just, I interacted with people. I remember Easter that year, there were so many families that weren't getting together and all that. We had big party over here. We had 20 people over here. I did not care. It's not that I didn't care. I had confidence in the, the education and the protocols that my family and I were on. It's a cold. It's a flu. It is what it is. Great. I didn't have it at that point. I wasn't scared at that point. I wasn't like Sanjay Gupta and spraying down my groceries. Whatever, man. We're all going to get it. That's what. That's the, that's the thing I said. We're all going to get it. It's going to impact all of us at some point in time because we're human. We live in the real world. That's what it is. So Trump now, he's going after DeSantis and saying all this other stuff about this. So, so now let's, let's just read this, this, uh, this little truth that Trump put out. There's no truth to it. It's just his platform. The fake news media was good yesterday in their coverage of my stops in New Hampshire and South Carolina. Other than the globalist street journal, which is rarely accurate or good. They said the day was really amazing. <clears throat> Pride, ego, blah, 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 blah. Um, the enthusiasm to make America great again has never been stronger. The revelations about Ron DeSanctimonious doing far worse than many other Republican governors, including that he unapologetically shut down Florida and its beaches was interesting indeed. DJT leading big. <clears throat> That's what he says. Um, DJT is up by 10 points. This is way before the primaries. This is way before they get in debates. I think Ron DeSantis hasn't even announced that he's in, um, I think he's doing pretty good right now. So, which is interesting of what he said of, here it is, uh, let's see, including that he unapologetically shut down Florida and its beaches. Okay. What I want to remind you of is when Brian Kemp was the first governor 
to open his state up of Georgia, Trump told Kemp, I totally disagree with the move to reopen Georgia. Okay, let's explain that. DJT leading big. I'm over him. I'm over him. This guy, he, he was critical of Sweden not locking down. He said he totally disagreed with that. There's going to be there's going to be huge amounts of death and stuff like that. Sweden had the least amount of death as, as possible. He was wrong. Trump was wrong about every single aspect of COVID. Every single aspect of COVID. He's still getting his people at rallies to try to take the vaccine. Quote vaccine, I say, because it's not. Then he gets out there and he says, and he talks about that he saved somewhere in the ball game of 100 million lives. Now, let's go with some facts here. 2.1% of COVID infected required hospitalization. Now, understand that. Of all the people, 2.1% that got COVID required hospitalization, and that's before we stratify for age and comorbidity. Only 2.1% of the people that got COVID, just being clear, required hospitalization. 0.6% is the COVID IFR before we stratify for aging comorbidity. 7% of those who took the COVID jab suffered a serious adverse event. This is a negative efficacy quantified. Understand, 2.1% of COVID infected required hospitalization. 7% that took the jab suffered a serious adverse event, which required hospitalization or more. To put it another way, you were 233% more likely to suffer from the jab than to be hospitalized for COVID. I'm going to say that one more time. You were 233% more likely to suffer from Donald Trump's self-proclaimed Operation Warp Speed jab that he gave all these billions of dollars to Big Pharma to do their research and roll this stuff out and still allowed Big Pharma to take 100% of the profits and not pay back the federal government or do anything like that. That's on Donald Trump. So on Donald Trump's self-proclaimed vaccine, quote, that he said saved 100 million lives is a, one, is a complete and utter falsehood, lie, complete propaganda. It's pride that he can't swallow because it's false. You were 233% more likely to suffer from the jab than to be hospitalized from COVID. 1,067% more likely to suffer from the jab than die from COVID. 1,067% more likely to suffer from Donald Trump's Operation Warp Speed in partnership with Moderna and Pfizer jab than die from COVID. I can't, I mean, you give me a little bit more time, I can come up with more and more and more of that stuff. He's wrong, always has been wrong on COVID. Always will be wrong on COVID because he's too stubborn and prideful to tamper his ego down just a little bit and say, and, and say, I was wrong. I trusted the experts. The experts lied to me. The experts were in bed with big pharma, all this other stuff. They got me. The deep state is deeper 
than you know. The swamp is dirtier than you know. I trusted the experts. I cared about the American people. I gave them the advice that I think they should take based upon the expert advice that was given to me. I'm sorry. That's what a real leader would do. A real leader would know when he got hoodwinked. A real leader would know that. Donald Trump's not a real leader. He, he's, he's done great things in certain areas. On foreign policy, he did well. On other areas, he did well. COVID is the death nail to his political future, in my opinion. Now, DeSantis did shut beaches down. He did shut bars and nightclubs and that kind of thing. Did not shut highways down. Did not do a lot of the stuff that these people claimed that he did. But he went along with the protocol, which a lot of people did. Now, Trump was against Kemp reopening, but he's still talking about that other governors did not close their states. Which means if he was in disagreement of Kemp reopening the states, he was in disagreement of these governors not shutting their states down. I always said, if it was me, and of course, it's easier to do it from this chair than the one in the Oval Office, but I'd get a variety, including Dr. Scott Atlas, which I knew he Trump spoke with before this, and put, put, put TV cameras on them and let them go on record. Let every single person, let Fauci, let Burks, let Scott Atlas, let Dr. Robert Malone, let all these other people. Dr. Peter McCullough, let them all sit around the table. Turn the camera on. Broadcast that live to the whole country. Let them be on record to see what's going on. Because we knew that this whole thing was a dog and pony show. There is... And, and, I, and I'm sorry for those people that, are, that love Trump. I don't anymore. Sorry, I don't. He's, and the thing is, is why would you pick a fight with DeSantis right now? Why would you pick a fight with him? He hasn't announced. I think his, I think Trump's ego is that fragile that he knows he's so wrong on COVID. He's so wrong on the the jabs. He's so wrong on that, that he's so fearful that when DeSantis climbs in the ring, He's going to wipe the floor with him on that because Trump really has no defense on that. He's trying to preemptively do, you know, go to war. But if I'm, if I'm DeSantis, I sit back and get popcorn and let this man fight himself because it's Trump versus Trump's ego. That's what we're, that's what we're watching right now. He can't drop him. Like he can't, he can't get like he's Trump has DeSantis derangement syndrome right now. He can't get him out of his head. It's kind of funny. It's kind of humorous actually to watch. But I want I, there. There was something else that I that I, that I printed out, and again, I was going to read this about a week or two ago, but I didn't have a time. But it's still, it's still um, pertinent to what we're talking about here. There's two stories, and then I'm going to follow it up with kind of what we should never forget. But there is um, 
There's an article here, not just misinformation and emails to the White House. Facebook admits suppressing often true content on COVID-19 vaccines. Now, I want to know, I, I just want everyone to know where you're at in the, in the scheme of things. They completely and totally hoodwinked you on this. So I'm, I'm just going to read this real quick because this is something that I, I you just, you have to know this. You're never going to get this covered anywhere else. Facebook told an official at the Biden White House that the big tech company not only suppressed misinformation, but took action against the virality of often true content regarding the, regarding the COVID-19 vaccines. Now, when it says not only suppress misinformation, that's misinformation deemed by fact checkers they bought and paid for. So it, it technically probably wasn't misinformation, but it was just misinformation that they deem misinformation. Um, Missouri Attorney General Andrew Bailey released the documents earlier this week. Bailey obtained them through a court case, Missouri versus Biden, allegedly that's uh, alleging that some of President Biden's uh, top officials colluded with big tech social media companies to violate America's right to free speech under the First Amendment. In an email to the White House dated March 21st, 2021, a Facebook staff member discussed levers for tackling vaccine hesitancy content with Andrew Slavitt, then a senior advisor on Biden's COVID-19 response team, and Rob Flaherty, White House Director of Digital Strategy. You also ask us about levers for reducing virality of vaccine hesitancy content, wrote the Facebook staffer whose identity was redacted. As you know, in addition to removing vaccine misinformation, we have been focused on reducing the virality of content discouraging vaccines that does not contain actual information. This is often true content. So they're actually admitting in that article right there and in emails to the White House that they're actually working with the White House to censor true information because they do not want people to be vaccine hesitant. They do not want the truth to get out there to make that happen. Now, in another article, Pfizer board member lobbied Twitter to censor information about COVID vaccine. New rele newly released Twitter files show that platforms censored a tweet from Dr. Brett Giroir, a board member at the biopharmaceutical company Alteza Biosciences, which produces drugs to combat COVID after it's flagged by Gottlieb, Scott Gottlieb. Um, Scott Gottlieb is on the Pfizer board. In August 2021, Gottlieb complained to Todd O'Boyle, a senior manager on Twitter's public policy team, about Greyer's claim that natural immunity offered greater protection than the vaccine. Understand that. Natural immunity offered greater protection than the vaccine, something that's been proven, something that even the, uh, the, 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 the Asian lady on CNN who said everybody should be banned from doing anything like that admitted about three weeks ago that natural immunity was the way to go. Um, many, many, many people have come out and said that that is actually indeed the best thing. So he wanted that censored because he's on the board of Pfizer. He wanted the money. He was the little, he was doing the bidding of that. Um, this is the tweet that, uh, Dr. Gior wrote, it's now clear COVID-19 natural immunity is superior to vaccine immunity. hundred percent true. He said by a lot, that's hundred percent true. There's no science justification for vax proof if a person had prior infection. They're talking about having to have proof to do this, that, and the other, which if you've had natural immunity, that's far superior because we know how many people have had three, four, five boosters and they still contract it. So we know it does not prevent transmission, infection, or death. That's the vaccine. It doesn't prevent any of the three things that all these people told us it did. They were lying. Uh, CDC director and POTUS must follow the science. If no previous infection, get vaccinated. Uh, 
uh, if no previous infection, yeah, get vaccinated. So uh, Twitter came out and labeled it misleading. Gottlieb asserted that this is the kind of stuff that's corrosive. Gottlieb, this is the guy on the board of uh, Pfizer, uh, wrote to Twitter. This is the kind of stuff that's corrosive. Here he draws a sweeping conclusion of a single uh, retrospective study in Israel that hasn't been peer-reviewed, but this tweet will end up going viral and driving news coverage. Oboa then forwarded Gottlieb's email to Twitter's strategic response team for review, but failed to tell them that Gottlieb was on the board of Pfizer. Shocking. Instead, merely referring to him as a former FDA commissioner. Now, this is interesting. Scott Gottlieb was the former FDA commissioner. I want to say appointed by Trump. Then he goes from the FDA as the FDA commissioner to the board of Pfizer. You have that the, the revolving door of what you see there, which there's there's no way that should be legal. If you served in the FDA, the CDC, or any public agency like that, there should be it should be completely illegal for you to be able to go on the board of a private pharmaceutical company, because in think about this: how you perform at the FDA, what you open up, and what you that's you're supposed to be the regulatory agency for that by what you approve or what you say cannot happen based upon that that's going to determine if you get a position over here that pays it's it's very very lucrative position that that's that's not in the best public interest self that's that's just not in the best public interest Despite Twitter ruling that the tweet didn't violate its rules, it still slapped a misleading tag on the post, meaning it had its replies, shares, and likes disabled, burying it in the platform. So, there you have it. Facebook is colluding with the White House, the Biden White House at this point, the Trump-appointed FDA commissioner who leaves and goes on the board of Pfizer, has an open door policy to talk about Twitter, to get people that he does not like to tweet, um, to be censored. And when I say censored, I mean vastly pulled back. And then you've got something that I think we should all remember. Now, watch this because I just want you to remember where we came from. This is where we've been and this is what they said knowing the collusion that was happening between the government, big pharma, and big tech, look at the players who were out there as mouthpieces who were bought and paid for that were just berating you, making fun of you, trying to coerce you. Remember this. Never forget this. Watch this. We've been patient, but our patience is wearing thin. And your refusal has cost all of us. People who are incubators for every variant to come, walking around lawfully unvaccinated? That's psychotic. For the unvaccinated, you're looking at a winter of severe illness and death. For yourselves, your families, and the hospitals you may soon overwhelm. About this, in a world of threats and tyrants and terror, you know what our biggest enemy is in America? Our fellow Americans. They are the ones that are propagating this outbreak. Being frustrated that there is still a percentage of the population are, who are not vaccinated. I wish that he would go further to restrict mm. the activities of the unvaccinated. Vaccinated person having a heart attack? Yes, come right on in. We'll take care of you. Unvaccinated guy who gobbled horse goo? Rest in peace, Wheezy. You're... <laughs>
at 25% can cause a lot of damage, and they are. If you're willing to walk among us unvaccinated, you are an enemy. Well, you know, it's my rights. and Okay. <laughs> but I don't care. The pandemic of the unvaccinated. Well, look, the only pandemic we have is among the unvaccinated. And, that, and, they're, and they're killing people. Freedom not to follow the facts, even if your freedom kills people? What kind of freedom is that? What kind of freedom do they really want? We have a pandemic because of the unvaccinated, and they're sowing enormous confusion. The unvaccinated overcrowd our hospitals, are overrunning emergency rooms and intensive care units, leaving no room for someone with a heart attack or pancreatitis or cancer. Shouldn't they have to pay more into the system because they are collapsing our health system? They're the ones in the ERs. Require vaccination universally. Have the military run it. If you don't want to get vaccinated, you better be ready to prove your conscientious objector status in court. It's almost like it's going to be two Americas. I don't even know what to say. Other than trials and executions trials and executions these people should be put on trial for the misinformation they put out that caused tens of thousands if not millions of deaths from these experimental mRNA injections calling us the enemy us the enemy to take our rights away to not treat the unvaccinated in hospitals, trials, and executions. I don't know anything else to do because if not, you can't, you can't forgive them. Sorry. You can't. Because they'll continue to do it over and over and over again. That's why they had the Nuremberg trials. The effects of that lasted for a while, but now we're back to where we're at. Um, those are evil people, and those are people doing the bidding of a corrupt regime and a corrupt system. I've said it time and time again. This is not a legitimate government. This is a criminal corporate cabal posing as a country. Tell me I'm wrong. Tell me I'm wrong. Pandemic of the unvaccinated. We have factual statistical data that shows that that is 100% opposite of the truth. Less than 15% of us were able to stand up and defy authority and say no to any shots, to any shots, less than 15% of Americans. The rest, you're part of the trial. You're a lab rat. And we'll see where it goes. I mean, I don't know what else to say. I don't. I think it's disgusting 
as far as the coercion that they had when they held your job, your livelihood, your family, your insurance, your pension, all this stuff over your head that said, if you don't get it, you're going to risk losing all that. Um, there's definitely a lot I'll refrain from, from saying, but I will say the spirit of those that resisted and refrained from that, kind of like the tennis player that just won the Australian Open after he was deported. The success of standing up for what you know is right in a situation like that is pretty impressive. That was kind of neat to see. And in sports, I want to end with something that was that um, was probably one of the one of the greatest sporting spectacles I've ever seen. And that is, there was a <laughs> there was a transgender figure skater that went out and did some performance. I got to end with a high note here. That did some crazy performance out there. Fifty-six-year-old dude dressed up like a chick out there and just bombing out there in the ice. This is on TV now. I don't know if it's Sweden or something like that, but watch this real quick. This is this is classic. Here we go. All right, so dude looks like a lady comes out. Look at this on one foot. On one foot. I've done that at the Civic Center. Here she goes. Here, here he goes right there. That's it. Uh-oh. Goes backwards. Turns and <laughs> busts. Oh, yeah. Look at this. Can't get back up. Cannot get back up. This is this is on live national television here. Here comes Sweden chick with a flag. Handing her the flag like she needs more things to hold on to. Dude gets gets the flag and gets up. Look at this. Clearly shaken. Clearly shaken. That is the biggest mental illness I've ever seen. That's a, that's you're mentally ill if you're if you're out there parading as a dude dressed like a lady doing that stuff. That's I mean, I don't get it. I mean, if you're if you're gonna go out there in public, you you deserve to get berated about that. That's that's a mental illness. You're you're. There's nothing else to say about it. That's a mental illness. And they're going out there and acting like they're something else. I don't get it. Certainly don't get it. But that's the world we live in. And um, not saying to accept it. I'm saying to call it out. And that can't be normal. That can't be normal. Kids don't need to think that that's normal. We have an we have a we have an order in life. I mean, you don't see transgender alligators or transgender dogs or I mean, there's an order. I mean, it's that's a that's a mentally ill person. In Romans one, it says that God gives their minds over to 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 a depraved mind. 
gives those th- those desires over to a depraved mind. When you actually look the definition up, that means inverse from reality. Dep- depravity means inverse from reality. That means you're you're off. It's a mental illness. It's not right. It's unnatural. Um, we're going to get in trouble for calling that out. And you know what? I don't give a damn. I'll call that out every single time because I don't care anymore. I don't. I'm not playing fairy tale fantasy land. I'm not playing it anymore. It is what it is. Bring that stuff around me. I'll call it out for what it is. I'm not necessarily going to be mean to that person. I feel bad for that person, but I'm not going to accept it as part of my reality because that's like Rush Limbaugh said, I'm the mayor of Realview. That's what he said. Yeah, this is, this is reality. There was a program I was using yesterday and you put your name and then they had another box to the right and it said pronouns. And I wrote the company. I'm like, Hey, listen, can you make that optional where that box shows up for pronouns? I said, cause it's embarrassing to have it on the screen. Like pro- really? We've gotten to that point now. I don't know. I don't know. It's, it's, it's a sick, it's a sick world, but we've known that. That's why we come to you. We want to give you the information, the education to enlighten and educate yourself so you can live in real world too. The, the, the situation is, is to the point to where there's so many people I believe that are waking up right now because they actually get the factual information. Twitter's opening up a little bit. You can put some reality on there, like the Project Veritas video that came out the other day. Um, YouTube banned that in a heartbeat. And Facebook banned that in a heartbeat. But Twitter allowed that to happen. So now the dissemination of reality and real information is coming out there. Of course, the mainstream media, who is owned by BlackRock and, and, and Vanguard, so they own this, they own the mainstream media. They also own Pfizer and they also own a lot of these other companies. So do you think those companies are going to report it themselves? Nah, they're not. But we know that. We do know that. But anyway, that's going to be it for this show. Like I said, subscribe to us, please, on some of the other podcasting platforms. And we will, uh, we're going to try to do this on a daily basis, but we're not going to do it on video. We're not going to just do this grand thing. We're just going to, put this audio version out there, release it, and then you can listen to it on the podcast channel of your choice. So sign up there, sign up at freethinkerspodcast.com. And we look forward to talking to you a little bit more. Hope everyone has a great day. Love y'all.